0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. I'm Hakeem. Jacob. Thank you guys so much for joining us. It's been a minute.
1: It has been a long time.
0: Was it three months?
1: Yeah. Um, You got a new job. Yep. Graduated. Two jobs. And school. (laughs) Yep. I had some personal stuff. Moved. About to move again. Um, Which that that brings some good news for the channel. Uh, We're going to have a little bit of rebranding, so to speak. So look, around February to have um, a new look, mm. some new formats, possibly a new name. Yep, we're working on that. Yep. Um, Going to try to bring more content rather than just one a month or one every time there's an album that the two of us <laughs> kind of agree that we either like or have polarizing opinions on. Yeah, um, it'll be it'll be cool.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I just um, I was thinking we could do maybe some quick thoughts on stuff that's come out. I mean, I know some of it's in our top ten. But what are some like big albums that have come out recently? I mean, the first one I can think of is Dummy Boy. Yeah, and as far
1: as polarizing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not gonna say it was trash, but I think it was day sixty nine toned down, washed up, and commercialized, and just bringing Kanye and Nicki Minaj in to uh, two of the most unlikable people in hip hop right now, jumping onto Takashi Six Nine <laughs> to kinda up their street cred a little bit and up their money. It's worked. He's been up there sure. with Travis in sure. Astral
1: World. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about the whole Nielsen uh, scan? It's not a scandal. Yeah,
0: it was a bit of a scandal. Sort
1: of, but who cares? We all know Travis's album is better. Yeah, uh, by a by a mile. I <laughs> mean, the only person that probably thinks otherwise is Six Nine. And
0: uh, looking at your list, I mean, it's pretty close. Uh, we'll see. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what would you? What just your number rating for, for Dummy Boy? Yeah.
1: Um, oh, I, I didn't. I didn't actually rate that one, but I would probably say like a seven.
0: Okay, what about, and I'll talk
1: about why it would it would get that grade later.
0: Yes, I want to pop out just some quick ratings because I feel bad that we didn't get to speak on these. But hip hop's just been coming out at this like breakneck pace. Also, mm-hmm. I mean, even if we were to do a podcast a week, it wouldn't be enough. No, because it, Friday five albums drop. Yeah, and you don't have to, I you don't have time to process five albums dropping. No.
1: But Meek Mill's album was a commercial success. I don't care. <laughs> I, I will say he came back I didn't I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. There were a few songs that I actually did like.
0: I listened to the Rick Ross and Jay-Z songs. It's a good track. It was good. Uh I think he Once was 9 6'9 on there.
1: Yeah. Or Rick Ross especially. Yeah, Rick Ross was. He caught a lot of fl- flack for using the, the F word oh. to not to describe homosexuals That's sure. the word I'm referring to. I know he got a lot for that. Mm. Um, well, I mean, let's, Rick Ross is also the man that talked
0: about oh. putting Molly in a girl's drink; she didn't even know it. Yeah, so yeah. he lost a Reebok deal for that, though. This time he's not really facing. Bye any bye Checkers. <laughs> bye bye Wingstop. Oh no, no bye bye Wingstop. Oh. Um, <laughs> and then of course everybody tried to
1: pit Kanye and Jay Z against each other, and Jay Z spoke spoke on Twitter, and we know
0: that's. Rare to see Jay Z come out on Twitter, and he referenced it in that song as well. Yeah. that when you're that, what was it like the same color? He's,
1: well, he said, uh, "Don't try to." I'm, I'm paraphrasing yeah. Prince and Michael, me right. and Ye. He right. said something. Of, he made the rhyme where it says they like to do that when you got Prince and Michael's DNA. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I do. Yeah, which
1: that caught a lot of flack too. But if you really look at it.
0: They are very much on that level. Yes. I don't think that was a uh, that was a terrible comparison at all. I think they're both on that level. I think they're both equally polarizing figures. For sure Kanye is Michael in the situation minus the sexual scandals, but yeah. he does have his own scandals, you know. Most and then definitely. you've got you've got Jay-Z who is fighting not fighting for his masters, but definitely on the business end is a lot sharper and there was rumors about Prince kind of struggling in in that aspect before he died. Right. So I I think that's a perfect uh, comparison and they're both iconic on that level. So
1: another thing that we missed, as far as not do, putting out as much content, is the seven-track Kanye produced albums.
0: I thought we talked about those.
1: I don't think we did.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I I think out of those seven that came out, Daytona is amazing. Uh, Kitsy Ghost is incredible. Yay is fantastic. Diana
1: uh, Taylor's album was good too. That Tana one Taylor didn't Taylor make my list good. because it wasn't. I think when I did my first draft of the list, I wrote, it wasn't rap enough.
0: For me, yeah. I, and also, I think for me, it wasn't so much Kanye's production that really highlighted that track. It's just Tiana Taylor has an incredibly powerful voice, and it's a it's a great album. I, 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 I do was shocked. I didn't know she
1: could it. sing like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I hadn't heard much from her before, but I did play it a couple of times. Unfortunately, like I said, with music coming out at that pace, you don't you also don't have time to appreciate albums no. that you used to, where an album maybe two albums a month would come out. Yeah. Do you remember that mm-hmm. time where you would have time to really sit with an album and you'd play it for probably a couple of years?
1: I think, yeah. Also, that's a reason that long albums like Culture 2 are kind of overlooked now because there's so much content coming out. Mm-hmm. You don't have the time to sit there and listen to an hour and 20 minute long album anymore. That's why you're seeing these seven track albums be successful. These like mini EPs be successful. Like 2 Chains, the, uh, album the album that had Proud on it.
0: Yeah. Was that the Pink House one? No, that, I had it as
1: an honorable mention. Did you um, really?
0: He put something out this year?
1: I, well, I actually didn't write it. It was the one that had Proud. The first track was OK, Bitch. You remember that It's black and white yeah, zebra yeah, skin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah.
0: Super okay, I do successful. That one.
1: Yeah, Because it was so short. You, was fans so get the opportunity to listen to all that and, and not feel like they have to listen for two hours.
0: But it's a double-edged sword because then it was there, it was hot for that moment, and then you're on to the next. It's just very sad. On, streaming yeah. is so sad to me. As somebody who really used to love hip hop, streaming is kind of hard for What's me. What's the I last accept. physical
1: CD that you bought?
0: I buy. I bought a lot of uh, vinyl this year. I have too. The last vinyl I bought was Yay. Um, the
1: last one. It's funny. The last vinyl and the last CD I bought were with, both question
0: mark. Right, and I I was with you when you bought that one. I and that's
1: that. just because I mean you'll know from the list later, but yeah. obviously we're both big X fans. Yeah. Speaking about the list, do you want to go one through ten, or you just want to go number for number? So I'll give you my one. You give me your one.
0: <clears throat> we can do. It. We can do it however. You, you want,
1: want to go? We'll start at ten. All right. Uh, for number ten, I had J. Cole's K.O.D. Um, it's a great album. I think it's one of his best. Mm-hmm. But it the replay value is kind of low because it is a really depressing message. <laughs> I mean, it's just it, it's the truth. The production was great. The tour was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I went and saw that it had J Cole on it. Um, How J. was he live? J Cole was great live. Was he? Um, I mean, you remember the Forest Hills Drive album he put out live, and it was really good. Yeah. Um, no, he had it was J Cole, Young Thug, Jaden Smith, Earth Gang, Jid came out and did a set with Earth Gang. Ti ended up showing up because it was in Atlanta. Um,
0: <laughs> you have to go through Ti to perform yeah. in Atlanta. He promoter. has to perform.
1: <laughs> um, did Kod
0: make your list? I know we did review that one. It, it did, but then a couple knocked it off. So okay. it was an honorable uh, honorable mention for sure, um, which I was going to say before we continue. So KAD's your 10. What were your honorable mentions? The honorable
1: mentions, uh, Oxnard, Anderson Pack, Young Sinatra, Logic, Skins, which is the X album that just came out this past week, Immigrant, Belly. He is super underrated. Yeah, he really is. Um, Yay by Kanye. Um, I'll talk about that later. He, some of the other ones just overshined that yeah. album. And then Taboo, Denzel Curry. Oh, God.
0: That's on your list, isn't it? Yeah. I (laughs) know it it would be. Um, My honorable mentions were J. Cole's K.O.D. because it really was about eight. It was number eight on my list before it got knocked off. Uh, he Ghost, uh, Kali Uchi's Isolation, which kind of like what you were saying about Tiana Taylor, just wasn't rapping up. Right. But it's it's an incredibly beautiful album. And her and Tyler worked together a lot, and that's how she kind of became famous. Um, Also, I had uh, Death Grips, Uh, Death Grips album that dropped this year was on there. And uh, Mac Miller's Swimming, even though I didn't end up liking it that much. But we'll talk about that.
1: All right. Um, I just want to say one more thing about KOD because I don't want it to be misconstrued. I'm not saying that the message is too depressing to listen to. Obviously, X's music we're both big fans of, and his music is depressing at times. But it
0: is emotionally draining to talk about the topic he's talking about, especially in the way that he is where he really it's like a very sobering message, which a lot of times you're not always looking... Forward to to hearing, right. you know it's kind of a tough pill to swallow. No pun intended. Yeah, kids on drugs. Wink. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Did you know that Tech Nine had an album called KOD? Also, oh, shit. I saw that when I was searching.
0: So disrespectful. But to who? <laughs> to Tech Nine, son. Don't you disrespect? All Tech right, what's Nine? number ten? I will break this podcast up right now. What's what's number ten for you? Uh, Kanye West, yeah. Okay. Uh, that that probably would have ended up higher had I had more time. To look at, I honestly I made this list probably back in uh, November and then I updated it since then. But Kanye West, Ye is probably my favorite album since um, Life of Pablo, which wasn't that the last one he put out. Um, so he's just batting yes. thirty for thirty in my book because yeah. I liked Jesus as well. Uh, my favorite song on there is "I Thought About Killing You." Yeah, something about something about the way he he makes something so fucked up come out beautiful. And and sweet almost yeah. is is amazing. All of it's
1: honestly good. The, the yeah. thing about Kanye, which is surprising, he you know he's obviously got a family now, and everybody thought, okay, that's just he's just jumping to the Kardashian family because they're hot. Right. But you can tell in his music, he's now he's talking about real stuff now. I mean, I, he was on 808s when when it came to my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, it was kind of angsty almost. He wasn't really talking about anything serious, but you could tell there was pain going on in his life. And then Life of Pablo started to change that, and you saw him start rapping about
0: his life. I think Life of Pablo is just, it's conceptually insane, Mm -hmm. which I think Kanye is literally insane in, in the most complimentary way I'm saying that. Because he, I think my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, what that actually was, was him talking about the life that he wanted to live. Yeah. You know, where the flashing lights, mm-hmm. becoming this big celebrity, fucking a porn star. Hell of a life. It, hell of a life off. it really it really did. He kind of just wrapped what he wanted in and He's ended outgrown the, the
1: braggadocious rap. Probably is the easiest way to it. I mean, he still does it. He still does. But it. that's not his niche. No, like it was with. Throne. I do know
0: what his niche is. What is he doesn't niche? have? It. He might come out with a with a flex with a album, gospel like, album or a or, rock album. Or what about Watch the Throne two? You remember Watch the Throne one? Everybody said it, it was like they're talking about the, the the most expensive, lavish lifestyle that nobody can relate to. Right. So what do you think they're going to do on the second one? I don't this, even know if that one will happen.
1: It, I don't think it will. I hope it will. But yeah, it was good. I'll I'll talk about it a little more. Yeah, because it, that, it's that was my number ten.
0: That was my number ten. All right,
1: sure. my number nine. Which oh man the. The J Cole stands would not like this, but Dummy Boy six nine, that's and in my notes it says substance question mark. Well, there is none, and that's the truth. There is no substance in the album, but the album slaps. I know we talked about it before we started the album tonight. Slaps. It does slap.
0: I'm gonna Heaters. put that on your tombstone, Peters. Oh. <laughs> Dummy Boy. The album
1: slaps. <laughs> you have to say you have to admit he had good chemistry with the features, regardless of what
0: you think about. It's Mickey's. very easy to have good features when you just make your. Voice this monotone auto drone. Yeah, I could sound really good with a with a bee killer or what is it the fly killer that just Yeah, everybody could sound good with that you didn't like Fifi no, I sure as shit didn't Nicki Minaj's verse was better than I the only time I look for Nicki Minaj is when I'm looking at her music videos to see what she's wearing Aww, I just I- want to see that ass
1: Okay, what's your number nine? <laughs> obviously, it's not
0: Dummy Boy. It's obviously not. Uh, Denzel Curry's Taboo. Okay. Which, when that was coming out, it was really cool because it was playing off the fact that we don't like long albums anymore in the streaming era. So, it would come out five songs at a time, mm-hmm. part one through three. So, it, it gave you the best of both worlds. So, by the time the whole album was out, it's like, oh, I've, I've listened to all of this. Right. I have my favorite parts from from, from each part that's released. And it was just, it was fantastic. All, the visuals were great. Denzel Curry is, he's been in the underground a lot working with people like... Um,
1: I overlooked him, to be he, honest.
0: Yeah, he just he just came from that Florida scene. And he really is proof that you can be, you can have this hardcore sound. And you can also be lyrical and rapping your ass off. I'm not saying that people haven't done it in the past. I just don't think they've done it as well as him. All
1: right. Uh, number eight for me is some rap songs by Earl. And if, if I'd have looked at this list like three years ago, I'd have been like, how in the world is an Earl album mm-hmm. underneath anybody, anyone else, really? Yeah. Um, we talked about this before kind of texting. The lyrical content most definitely outshines the aesthetics or the sound.
0: I thought the, that, yeah.
1: I mean, and that's, the, the, the kid's dad's a poet. So, it, I mean, it's in his pedigree.
0: Rest in peace to his dad.
1: Yes. That honestly probably delayed this album
0: a year. Between that and losing Mac and the fact yeah. that he's such a perfectionist, you know, I could see why it didn't drop. I will say, though, the more I've sat with that album, the more the production has grown on me. I'm not saying it's perfect, and I still think it's kind of abrasive and can at, can at times make Earl's voice seem a bit uh, toned down. Mm-hmm. So you definitely do have to... You I think you have to like Earl first, and... You can't really just be a casual hip hop fan. You can't I'm not saying you can't listen you can listen to Takashi Six Nine and Earl if you liked Earl first, but if you like Takashi Six first, then you can't really jump onto an right. Earl. It's like the idea of like a rhombus can be a square, but a square can't be a rhombus. Exactly. You know? So so if you're if you're into that lyrical content, if you're into very obscure rap, very sad Uh, you want to talk about a sad album like listen to that one i mean some rap songs is not just some rap songs that's what i think is funny about the title as well you know and i made the comparison before we
1: started tonight that it it's kind of earl's cherry bomb if you ask any like stan of tyler they're going to tell you cherry bomb was a good album but commercially cherry bomb was not very myself included cherry bomb is a very creative album but like you said, the casual hip hop fan or the casual Earl fan is not gonna rock with it like they would Doris or I don't like shit.
0: With Earl, the replay value at first seems low, but come back to this album in a month and you're well, gonna you're gonna mean.
1: have to because the dude's not gonna drop another album for three or four years. But that's
0: the point. That's that's fine with me. When you were remember when I don't like shit was was out and you're like he's never putting out something again. I'm like, dude, it's coming. You just. It's fine. It gives I'm, you
1: time. It gives you time to appreciate it. It doesn't have to be killer out the gate. Look, Kanye West's um, "Through the Wire" just became platinum like three days ago. Yeah, that could be argued as one of his best songs ever.
0: Mm-hmm. It is for sure. One so is. you got you have to give it the time to to grow. Yeah, and it, need, it needs some time to mature. And with Earl, like like I said, I don't think you can really listen to this album once and tell me you like it or not. Because if on my first listen it was underwhelming, but after three or four listens after reading the lyrics like when when i found out that that part in the song where the there's a poem it's kind of remind me of what uh kendrick did on tabimba butterfly Mm -hmm. where at the end of each song he had a poetry lyric slipped in and you and then you tie it all together and it's a full poem he did that with his dad's poetry on one of the tracks on some rap songs and it's beautiful it's 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 different it's sad it's it's everything I kind of like, especially around this time of year when it's cold and I live alone, so, you know, just need time to cry You got sometimes. Jack. It's Jack, dude, he's a big boy and he hides black in his bear. crate all day. Yeah, shout out to the black bear. All right, what's your number eight? My number eight is uh, Pusha T's Daytona. Ooh, and that gosh. one was really, you know, just, just straight bars and on top of the fact that he was beefing with Drake, and then we got story of Adidon on mm-hmm. top of that. It was well, a really that, incredible time.
1: That's on my list, and we'll get to the num like where I ranked it later. Yeah. Um, but I wrote quote, "If it's not broke, don't fix it." Yeah. Pu- you could listen to that this Pusha T song in two thousand eight or nine, and mm-hmm. it would sound like it fits the era. He's kind of like Rick Ross. He doesn't really change too much of his flow and delivery. If it's broke, don't fix it. It's
0: been commercially successful, and it will continue to be successful. The good thing about this album, too, is the production is a bit more timeless than what Pusha T normally hops on, Mm -hmm. thanks to Kanye's uh, input. So I actually think this album will age a lot better than some of Pusha T's past projects.
1: Um, You talked about the story of On. It was a great album, had enormous hype after the release. Um, And Rick Ross and Pusha T, too smooth. Yeah. They need a collab.
0: Yeah, they really do. I really do. It's a, it's a it's it's definitely a good album if you if you just want some bars, if you just want some you know. Looking it's at great. looking at
1: the rap industry in a whole, Daytona is a good eligible album for album of the year. I've heard a lot of people mm-hmm. Complex has talked about it. There's been a lot of people that have said that is a contender for album of the year. Yeah, I, and we're not talking about the Grammys. We're just talking overall.
0: For sure, out of all the hip hop releases, it's something that's gritty enough it's uh the production is captivating the i mean the picture of whitney houston's bathroom is the album art even just just it says a lot too you know again it's the it's the full package of that album that just does a lot to me and that has a lot to do you have to give credit to kanye because he's definitely has a lot of input on
1: that Mm -hmm. and he knows how to be edgy and do something edgy that's going to generate buzz exactly exactly Uh, i mean the man built the last half of his career on that yeah All right, number seven for me was Come Over When You're Sober Part 2. So interesting that you picked that. Well, here's the thing. I I don't know if I've talked about it on a podcast, but I've talked to you about it. I've talked to other people about it. When I watched his funeral, um, his mom talked about how when they were out shopping or out together, people would look at Gus and see him and cross the street because they wouldn't want to walk past him. She could see people judging him just based off of his looks. And I don't know if it was you. I think it may have been Mikkel. I don't know if I've referenced him on the podcast, but he's a friend of ours. He tried to get me to listen to him. I said, dude, I don't need any more Lil Rappers. I looked at what he looked like. I was like, I don't, I don't want this in my life. It's just another Lil Pump or Smoke Perp, not to discredit them and what they've done for hip hop. We have like Smoke
0: Perp, just to be oh, clear.
1: But I did the same thing that all these people did. And that, that honestly, she said that is what led to his substance abuse because he, he, he couldn't finish school because of the way people treated him. And that kinda was like, hit me like a ton of bricks. Like I did that to him and I overlooked how good this kid was just based off the way he looked. Cause I never really gave him a chance. Mm -hmm. Um, Didn't really like the mixtape, you talked about that. Yeah. Um, But this album does not sound like it was put out after his death. I thought it was a great job by Peep, obviously before he died, he had a lot of stuff in a catalog, but the record label did a good job with putting it together. And it sounds like an album. I would not know he was dead by listening to that album.
0: I'm going to disagree a little bit. I think I think you're right that it was predominantly finished by Peep. You know, I wouldn't doubt that. I think Come Over When You're Sober was supposed to be one album and they cut it in half because they could, because you could make an album shorter. I don't really think there was supposed to be a part one and part two, uh, however you can definitely tell in the second album versus the first versus his mixtapes that the production was a lot more cleaned up his vocals were a bit more auto-tuned out it it was not the same there wasn't this punk aesthetic that i think peep gravitates to usually
1: no not as much you yeah. know I, I will say this for his label it is easier to come in and have to make a posthumous album with his style of music if kanye yeah. died Oh, not, th- there's no way he would be able to do it. And I don't
0: think he would want you to put it in no.
1: if he died. But like, and even with X, his music was kind of raw, too. So w- with it being a raw product, there's a lot of X's music and Peep's music that came out
0: that listening the first time, you're like, "Is this t- sounds unfinished. You could argue that the X album skins, despite the fact that it was... I enjoyed it. I think there were only two songs on there that were truly finished. Oh, most definitely. I think the rest of it were snippets, and... Unfortunately when X was alive he would put out shorter songs like Moonlight, like arguably I mean that's really just a snippet, like a right. loop for about a minute and a half with a verse and then a loop again towards the end. So they were able to get away with it. With Peep, I don't think these songs were snippets. However, I don't think they were mastered and done in a way that would have that Peep would have done it. And that doesn't make me dislike the album too much, but it definitely shows the money hungry side of a label trying to make a an artist who was not originally commercially viable, more commercially viable, especially when you have the song with X and him that came out. Right. Uh, Gus was bisexual. And the fact that uh, X has a pretty graphic story talking about beating up a gay man in jail on No Jumper, the fact that he did have the controversy before he died where he, uh, he had some domestic abuse charges, I don't think that Peep would have worked with him, despite there being a similar aesthetic. So the Peep fans were definitely more upset about that album, that song right. happening. So despite the sound being good, there was some a bit of controversy, a bit of money-grabbing that I think is expected whenever a big artist dies.
1: Right, and and you had to look at his age in the rap game. He yeah. came up and he had just signed a deal. Same with X. Mm. So this label had sunk money into peep and yes it's tragic but at the end of the day it's like that's to make the NFL or the NBA it's a it's a business yeah but I think they did a decent job by doing right by him obviously the ex it was pandering yeah it, it wasn't not to a, say it's not good no. and and you could tell by the little snippet that ex had talking about peep I think he genuinely did kind of the same way I felt he he didn't really notice him and he says like people notice you after you're dead mm-hmm and I think that has happened with X, too. All these X fans are everywhere. Same with Pete.
0: Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Like it, like you said, you're right. It, for the most part, it was, it was done fairly well. However, I do have some qualms about putting out an album after somebody has died. Number six, or your number seven. My number seven is Earl Sweatshirt, some rap songs, so we could keep going. Okay. I um, give that album an eight out of ten, by the way. I didn't uh, rate that Sweatshirt. one. I rated some of these. I don't know why yeah. I didn't finish that. Number six for me
1: is Jid's DiCaprio 2. Okay. Um, when he dropped his first album, um, I liked it. I mean, he had DiCaprio, which I think was actually a mixtape, and he had another album. It was like yellow and black cover art. Yeah, that was amazing. I liked it. It was a good first album. But this one kind of came out of nowhere for me. I didn't know it was coming out. I mean, just like J. Cole, Dreamville does not do what TDE does as far as marketing. So it, it was kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, the production was good. Um, production was spectacular. Night and day growth from the first album. Mm. Um,
0: his flow and delivery is incredible. The features were great. Um, what do, What do you feel about people who say that he's Kendrick inspired? Uh, he's biting off Kendrick.
1: I don't. Kendrick's kind of got away from the high pitched voice. I mean, he only does it. I don't. I don't want to compare these two, but Kendrick and Nicki have a good kind of talent of using voice inflection okay. to change flow and delivery. Okay. I almost slapped you. Yeah, <laughs> they have a good talent of voice inflection. Okay. Jid has a high-pitched voice anyway. Kendrick's is kind of raspy, kind of like a Yoda voice. I was just almost.
0: thinking about the the Goosebumps feature. That, that's probably the only thing yeah, I can compare bit. to. I and, think he sounds more like Anderson .Paak. Yeah, Pac. a good he, blend. A good blend between those two. And And to be honest... Uh, the only reason why I brought that up is because I hear it a lot. Whenever I when I when I posted this album on my Snapchat, I had a lot of my friends telling me, "Well, he sounds like Kendrick," and I'm like, "No, he really doesn't." Because are they rap three fans, though, or
1: were they just like music Some,
0: fans? No, for sure. I mean, anybody who really hits me up on Snapchat or on any of my social media uh, is is a rap fan because I you know something. I get I get good conversations out of people and thanks to everybody that is listening right now that that knows me personally he
1: had a song on there it's called off d's with <laughs> j cole that is the best j cole feature i've ever heard
0: it's one of them it's one of them i think the whole album is just a, a fun it's fun man.
1: i rated that one a six out of ten and mainly because the tracks with features seem to stand out more to me i mean he had method man on one I mean, Who gets a Method
0: Man feature? Not very many people. He
1: had BJ the Chicago Kid, and I've talked several times about how um, much I like BJ. Um, We don't talk about a lot of R&B on here, but BJ the Chicago Kid, not to troll (laughs) Jaquees. If we're going to rate those two, BJ the Chicago Kid is the king of R&B. In my opinion, I I don't even I I didn't I haven't listened to his music. That's all over Twitter. I don't know if you've seen that, but he called himself the king of R and B, and everybody's trolling him. Oh god. Yeah.
0: What's your number six? My number six on my phone lock is um, uh, FM by Vince Staples. Okay. That's one of those short albums. There's a concept to it. The the whole theme is so fun to me because it sounds like you're listening to a uh, you're listening to Big Boys Radio. Yeah, and that that was cool. That yeah, that
1: was cool. Yeah. and Big Boy's kind of an exclusive that's that's, that's hard to score. Yeah. I mean, and he doesn't do stuff like that. The last thing he kind of did like that for an artist or for a brand was Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. He was on a channel right in the in-game
0: radio. Then another cool thing was the fact that it really does just it, Vince is the king of concept albums to me, almost to the point where he's like a, a Kanye you know, you listen to Big Fish Theory. You listen to Prima Donna. Yeah, the last two albums have one, been like that. Yeah, you listen to this one. It's it's never the same thing. Although you can always guarantee that there's going to be good lyrics. Uh, it's it's a really it's a conceptual album that I think worked, and it's short enough to where you're gonna replay it a lot. And he has a unique voice, and yeah. it's not harsh
1: because Jid's voice can kind of be harsh. Danny yeah. Brown's voice can be harsh, but Vince has a unique sound that is. Aesthetically pleasing.
0: Yeah. And also, he, he raps about conscious issues, but not in a way that comes off as pandering or contrived. Yeah, or preachy. No. Nah, yeah. like we uh, we like
1: both that. obviously love All American Badass, but mm-hmm. that almost is too much to the point. Sure.
0: Uh, I think that one is is good though. I think you need that a little bit, and I think Joey Battis can do it in a way where it's still not as bad. I think one that's more preachy and is terrible is Vic Mensa's album that came out that year. Oh
1: yeah. We we have we've had a conversation. The waters
0: dirty. No shit, Vic. Thank you. Go put out a fake goth album now, <laughs> you bitch. R. I. P. Vic's curse. What's your number six? <laughs> It was the FM by okay.
1: Number five for me was Kid Ghost. Ghosts. Um, I rated that an 8 out of 10. Um,
0: wow, I'm surprised you didn't give that one a 10.
1: No. I mean, it, like I wrote in my notes, I said it's an incredible collab. Um, these two bring out the best in each other. Mm-hmm. Um, they always have. And it, you can kind of tell that by the relationship. The people that have, like, the best relationships don't really always get along that well. And they've had their issues. Obviously, it's been outspoken. Mm-hmm. Um, but the production on this is top notch because Kid Cudi obviously has a very good idea for sound and mm-hmm. so does Kanye. I would love to know how many hours were actually put into this because you know there had to be a lot of back and forth like Kid Cudi saying I don't like this. Yeah. and Kanye saying I like this but I don't like this. It, there's a lot of like I would say I don't want to say cut and paste but I bet there was a lot of like back and forth like let's do this. No, let's do this. I think it was uh, that that would have been an interesting
0: Environment to be a fly on the wall for. Anytime Kanye's in a studio with somebody, there's just this constant back and forth. And, and also let's let's remember that Kid Cudi did not end on the best of terms for a while. No. So it was really good to see that this collab actually happened. And I think there's been enough time since. Really, when they when the split happened was when uh, Kid Cudi, Kid Cudi put out uh, Indicud. Yeah. And that's because the first pressing of the albums had good music on there. The ones yep. afterwards didn't. And yeah. so they, for a while, we didn't hear any collaboration.
1: And as far as like my favorite tracks, I wrote literally all. You, this is an album that you can put on and not skip.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. What's your number five? Uh, my number five is Astral World by Travis Scott. Okay, ours were close. Yeah, right. it really was. It, uh, there's a Mine's number more.
1: four, so we can just talk about this yeah. together.
0: Um, go ahead. Astral World, uh, Travis Scott, you know what you're getting from Travis. However, I think every single time he's been able, to refine his sound in a way that's, uh, yes, it's becoming more popular, but it's not, the quality is not going down. So mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. And also, uh, people like Gunna and 21 Savage, who artists on their own, I'm not necessarily a huge fan of their, of their individual projects. Or even Gunna and Lil Baby's collaborative project, I wasn't really a huge fan of that. He takes them and elevates them to his level and mixes them in a way that works for him. Yeah, I mean, it
1: worked for Nav. On yeah. The, uh, okay. But Nav, no. I don't like Nav, but I like Nav on Nothing. That no, nothing works
0: for Nav. You don't no, like No, nothing that? works for Nav. Nothing. No, actually, that's the only person that you can't elevate like to. He's, you. Like, uh, Nav Toro, is actually a computer programmer. Did you know that? He's actually not a person. He's like, the first f- AI robot that loves Off-White, and talked about, I'm going to that bean. Yeah. Did you know he loves $200 underwear, too? He rapped about that.
1: I don't listen to him, so...
0: I've had, the like, report. Toro
1: Moi, like, he, amazing he's artist, awesome. not a rapper, but I loved what he did with Travis on Rodeo. That goes it's not point. somebody he can, you can normally listen right. to. He, yeah. Travis can elevate people Except to his level. Me. And look at the way this man blew up. I don't know, you, you're not on Twitter as much as I am. I'm
0: completely gone um,
1: There was a, a video going around of Travis, like, performing for, like, a thousand people, like, four years ago, mm-hmm. and now he's selling out Madison Square Garden twice. Yeah. I mean, that's huge.
0: He's he's playing like weekend size yes. rev, our uh, venues. I saw
1: him last year for the Birds tour. I wish I'd have went to the Astral World tour this year. Yeah, I said I don't really want to go. I saw him last year, you and I really it. I really wish I did because Trippy Red yeah opened for, with him. He's gone Sheck now. West, he yeah. jumped off the tour. Sheck West was on there. I, mean, I, I that would have just been <laughs> hyped to hear Mo Bamba live. <laughs> he he actually only plays Mo Bamba for twelve minutes and then gets off stage. But. Astroworld, great album.
0: Um, What were your favorite tracks off that one?
1: They're kind of like deep cuts. Like, MODE is good for what it is, but... That's a Drake song, let's be clear. 5%, Rip Screw, that one's kind of a a commercial song. Mm -hmm. Um, NC-17, Mm -hmm. Coffee Bean, and Butterfly Effect. Obviously, that one was all over the radio, but I've talked about this, I don't really listen to the radio, Mm -hmm. so I'm still bumping forever by Drake, Eminem, Kanye. (laughs) And Lil Wayne.
0: I played that song the other day and still knew it by heart. It's I was like, oh god. I liked Houston Fornication Mm -hmm. the most. Oh my god. Uh Yosemite back when uh nav was muted down. Uh that was a really good I don't know why. Thanks, Kanye, for (laughs) paving that road of (laughs) an album being a living and breathing document like the
1: Constitution.
0: I don't I think what happens is they have to put shit out so quickly that they fuck up the mixing half the time anyways. But, but
1: marketing success. Oh, the tour, merch, the hype. Let's talk the, visuals. About the music video. Yeah, yes.
0: dude, Yosemite is an incredible. Mm-hmm. And guess who's not in it? Nav.
1: The. You remember the like trailer
0: he put out where he's kind of walking through that apocalyptic? Yeah. That's incredible. He's sitting it high as shit as always, and uh, just like going through this weird galactic experience, like acid probably tripping balls.
1: Could he be, I don't, I don't want to say the trap Kanye West, but could he be like the hype Kanye? I mean, I he has. he, he influenced yeah, Kanye. Yeah, obviously Yeezus would, would not exist without Travis.
0: Yeah, I don't know if we'll ever get another Rodeo. But uh, I think if he gives me one more classic, I'll put him on that platform with Kanye. Otherwise, he's not there yet. See, I, rodeo, I love
1: Rodeo, but my favorite album is Birds.
0: It's, uh, no,
1: but I, I could see why you like it. I was actually reading an article about this um, where a lot of Travis fans were talking about what their favorite albums are. And the three of them, uh, the, the, the last three, obviously, Days Before Rodeo, crazy mm-hmm. mixtape. But there was not really a consensus on what the best Travis album is.
0: The consensus is the best album is Rodeo. It's literally, if you want to talk about a trap classic, that's the only, that and Dirty Spark 2,
1: Dirty Sprite Two is pretty good.
0: Dirty Sprite Two and Rodeo are out, are quality album level trap albums. Other than that, maybe Culture One. Maybe you could put mm-hmm. it on there, be, because it really did put Migos on the map. And um, yeah, I I think Rodeo objectively is the best one. I think that amongst fans there's debate.
1: Well, like there's every now and then there's some songs I'll skip on Rodeo, which but much, I can which um, much, I'm the, so interested in this. Um, which, which, The long one 3500 oh, Gets boring to me okay. I don't know it, Fair. I guess it was a single And we all heard it a lot mm-hmm. But That one um, Impossible Not a huge Okay It, it may also be that's, a, that's an album I keep in my car So if I'm Going on like a short trip Or I don't want to Hook my phone up to Bluetooth I'll just pop that in So it may just be Overplayed for me but birds, I can put that on and listen all the way through.
0: I skipped the Juicy J track.
1: Yes, God.
0: Yeah, that's probably the wasted. Only one. Yeah, <laughs> that's the. Only
1: one. That drops <laughs> it from a ten to a nine for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would say that too. Um, uh, on birds, though, the the only problem, the only issue I have with putting birds above rodeo is you wouldn't have birds without rodeo, right? Because a lot of that is uh, kind of an afterthought from rodeo. I think a lot of those songs were created in the same headspace as rodeo. Maybe, so that's my only argument for it. But it is—I have both of them on vinyl. To be clear, so I love both of them. What's your number four? A number four. I number four was mine. It. I switched Asteroid. it last second, literally just now. Was um, from what? From I switched it from Jid to DiCaprio Two because I just haven't listened to it enough, and I'm going to be honest—I haven't replayed it much. To uh, Juice World's "Goodbye and Good Riddance." Okay. The reason why I put that one up there so high is because. I listened to it from Asheville to Greenville straight three times, because I there was this month where I was hanging out with this girl up there. Shout out if she's listening. I'm not gonna say her name, um, but classy, she, <laughs> classy. Um, but she, she uh, yeah. So I was just listening to that album, and what I like about Juice World is, first of all, the fact that he got a collaboration with Future is legendary. Mm-hmm. I think that puts him in a, in a different category. Uh, the fact that he does take influence from Post Malone, but without a Overtly biting, in this yeah,
1: I think it I wouldn't say take influence. I mean, you can't help the way your voice sounds, you regardless can. of what the auto tune does to it. Like Jid, like we were making that yeah. comparison, Jid and Kendrick and Anderson Pack all have a similar voice,
0: but his sounds natural. Juice World is. Have you heard him without auto tune? No. You most rappers
1: that use auto tune, you you wouldn't want to that hear. heavily, right? And
0: yeah, uh, but that album to me is uh, is something that was. It's kind of another place marker. Where there's an, another shift in hip hop, like yeah, Trippy Red, uh, for sure is a is a place marker in this. However, he's just not as big as Juice World, so I have to give it to Juice World first. But, um, it's a place marker where this emo sound kind of just kind of took over for a, right. a little while. So I, I think that's important.
1: You mentioned the notoriety that came with like a future collab. Yeah. Whose career do you think that helped more, Futures or Juice Worlds?
0: Now I no, I still think Future ha- is not hurting. I don't think Future's well, hurting.
1: What what rapper right now really? It helps would his be relevance. Hurting. It helps his relevance. Yes,
0: but Juice World literally in 2011 said, "When I do a collab with Future, I'll know I made it." So I think it was mutual there. Right, but right now, who would say when I do? Right I'm now, doing? Juice World is the hotter artist. For right, sure, for sure, for sure. And that album to me doesn't have a lot of replay value. There are a few good songs on there, but you're, you're referencing the future, collab, right? Yeah, there. yeah, not not good. good what the future, future? That's amazing. That dude
1: has some issues. Unless he's just kind of playing up the whole emo... and that could have been the influence he got from Juice World, yeah. kind of playing off the emo. I don't know who scene.
0: who Future is. I don't think he's. I don't think he is uh, who he portrays in his music. No,
1: that's kind of the reason I don't really rock with him too much. Yeah. Is because I, I like artists that are. Genuinely about what they're talking about. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I don't know if, if so, many I, of these artists are, but I think future for sure is not. To
1: reinforce videos. that, obviously, 6 ix 9 doing what he's talking about. <laughs> 32 to life. I don't, yeah. Uh,
0: I, he's snitching. But,
1: I don't want to branch out, but, or kind of go out, out yeah, in a rabbit hole, but that kid is smart. He used all this controversy, and I let my nuts hang. <laughs>
0: Can you and believe it blew him up? Can you believe he was the smaller artist on polls 69? Yeah. Can you that's now where I heard him? That's where I first heard him. And then he comes out and he, he dude, when he was beefing with Juice World, this is the funniest clip of 2018. He he's hanging out with this thick girl and he goes, uh she goes, let's have sex. And he goes, nah, babe, let's read a book. And then they go upstairs, and all of a sudden in the shadow, she's getting fucked by some dude. And then in the background is, I still see your shadows in my room. And he's crying in the corner. That is the he's most a,
1: savage thing I've ever seen. He's a funny kid. He's a smart kid. And he let he's his stupid. dumb... To see, stupid. <laughs> Are you dumb? That I'm dumb, dumb, dumb.
0: <laughs> For such a smart kid, very dumb. Yeah, And we can leave that where it's at Yeah, And I, and I hope everything works out with this case Because I think he's, he's needed in this climate I think he's fun Regardless of what I think of his music I love his Instagram So,
1: Well, honestly, I don't, I don't want to stay on this too much But mm-hmm. I wouldn't be too upset If he had to serve I mean, it's, it's an example to these young rappers
0: I think the biggest example Let's just talk about how many people we lost this year
1: Right, exactly you, you, You've lost X to violence And he, in the beginning of his career Promoted violence was he, that was a component violence, of, exactly. Went to
0: jail for, for violent acts. I mean, he, I don't want to say this and be morbid, but it, they, he lived what he talked about.
1: Yep. And it's time for this young generation of rappers to kind of get it.
0: We don't even have a 27 club. I nope. mean, really what? Mac Miller probably the only one that reached that age. Yep. Or was he a little older? I think he was, um, a, little I think older. He was a little older. Yeah. Um, Still very sad.
1: Speaking of that, let's move on to number three. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of Mac Miller, swimming made mine. I won't. I won't read exactly what I wrote down because I'll get trolled for it. I thought it was a good hybrid. Please, please read. It. Of please read. Good it. A.M. and the Divine Feminine. I hated the Divine Feminine. There were like two songs I liked on it. It was just too much singing, and the production wasn't that good. Yeah. He took the production value of Good A.M. No. and matched it with you. I think that Good A.M. was a good produced album. Yeah. This album was produced better, honestly. If you're looking at the just the instrumentals. And the overall sound quality, I like this better.
0: How about this? Just don't compare Good AM to Swimming at all. Just Look. leave it. Because this, Good AM is Mac Miller's... His, I think that's... If, I, if somebody asked me, hey, what was Mac Miller remembered for? I'd be like, here, enjoy. If, yeah. I wouldn't give him Swimming. I wouldn't give him Swimming. I wouldn't give him Divine Femininity. I wouldn't give him any of the mixtapes. I wouldn't give him Blue Slide Park. Again, I listen to all of these, but... Good AM to me is not is untouched. You should... Uh, oh, that and watching movies with the sounds on yeah. and f- Underrated. faces. Underrated. Faces mixtape. Oh, my God. Okay, so he does have some some bops. Most yes, definitely. Yeah. And let, let's talk about
1: this. This album, is, as well as X's, we'll talk about that later, these albums could have stood alone on this list regardless of their death. Yes. This album would have made my list if both of them were still breathing. And
0: this album did not make my list regardless of whether he died or not. Right. And that's, uh, and that's it, made that's my honorable not, mention that's because noble he died.
1: because we, we kind of referenced this earlier this afternoon. Honestly, he probably got this Grammy what nomination because of the death. Yeah. Which is cool. I mean, I, I understand it. It's they're wanting to show because this man was a gentle soul. Yeah. When you think of rappers, Mac Miller is not the. Stereotypical connotation that most people would think of, and I think that that may be the Grammys' way of saying, "Hey, rappers aren't what you see rappers as in the news."
0: And to honor Mac, uh, to the somebody who's seen so much growth throughout his career. I mean, you go from the mixtape days, where it was a little bit more frat boyish, particularly Blueside Park, his debut album. But some of those, some of the moments on there, like "Best Day Ever." I think are still some songs that I'll always keep in my heart because it's like Wiz Khalifa music.
1: Yeah, like sure. that 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 era of that sound will always.
0: I rolled hella blunts. Yeah. to that album. I rolled hella blunts a lot of Mac Miller albums, and and I'm not saying that in like an edgy way. I'm saying that in a way where there's a lot of pleasant memories attached to his music. And I don't think I would have had him without it. And Macadelic is, oh my god, no, is one of my favorite albums.
1: Shout out to Mac for putting that on Me? iTunes.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, shout out to Mac for that.
1: Hopefully, there, there's been, I've seen rumors of this on the internet. A vinyl? Th- that may be in the works, but there's been rumors that his whole discography may make it to iTunes. I hope so. Which, that had a, kind of some pushback. I know everybody was trying to get a chance to put Acid Rap on iTunes, And he was like, no, that is a mixtape. I want it to be a mixtape. No, that was
0: my only good album. I don't want to spoil you guys and remind you my music is trash now.
1: But I think that would be a good way for it, because obviously Mac probably had some outstanding money to be earned for that label. So they may use, Rostrum may use that to kind of generate some streams.
0: I think that's okay. that's an example of where the record label can do that because this is stuff that Mac Miller put out in the past. If it gets the music to where more people hear it, that's great.
1: And obviously, when he made these mixtapes, he didn't have the infrastructure that he has no. or had now. He,
0: he was independent. He right. was independent up until up until uh, after watching movies.
1: And there's a distinct sound difference in Macadelic that's on iTunes and the Macadelic that's on Dap-Piff or Spinrilla. It's Listen, remastered. Yeah. The Listen audio the quality is pitch. better. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's nostalgic, mm-hmm. but to appeal, it's, it's utilitarian. Yeah. To appeal to the most amount of people, the Macadelic that's on iTunes would obviously reach more people.
0: That's very true. And, yeah. and I was just kidding about the Chance stuff. It's just acid wrapped. No the one's going one to no troll you for that. Maybe a little bit. I would get a lot of trolls. What's your third? Says the guy with the three hat. <laughs> it's a- Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> Rest in peace. (laughs) I like uh, as we're drinking Rolling Rock. uh, I like ASAP Rocky's uh, testing. That That album is. is I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I love when ASAP Rocky's being experimental. I love the sound of that album. The fact that he collabed with FKA Twigs of of all people. She's this. She's a basically a. She's kind of a pop artist, but very ethereal pop. It's not—it's not something you're used to listening to, and their 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 sounds mesh really well. The Kodak Black track where he gets him on the phone is is so cool. That album to me—that's just a whole a whole vibe. ASAP Rocky's lyrics are quality. I I have nothing bad to say about that album, and and I know a lot of people hated it, but the fact that it's also called Testing tells me that he was trying some shit out, and to me most of it worked, and. I know to a lot of people didn't, but to me, that was one. Of, it could have easily been number one um, for my year-end list.
1: See, I can't say too much about that. I'm, I've never really been a huge ASAP Rocky fan. I like ASAP Rocky, some of his features. Um, I just, I don't know. It's something that I didn't, I never really bought into. It. Not to say that he's not talented. And I think it's hard with artists. Like, like he's huge into fashion. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for the, some of these artists that, obviously, like Kanye, there's been some issues arise because of the, all the things he has his hands in. Yeah. It is difficult when you have your focus spread on all these different things to please everybody in all those instances that you're trying to work in. I just, I don't know, I think he, if he were to devote all of his attention to rap, he'd be a 10 times better artist. But that would take, and he, rap may not be his sole focus, like Action Bronson. Mm-hmm. Action Bronson is an amazing rapper, but He's he just so doesn't—he fo- just doesn't focus on
0: music. No, 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 they're not even in the same. Because Bronson is so far gone from music, dude. I mean, the last thing we got from him, really, that was a rap, an album. Album was uh, Mr. Wonderful. Yeah. When was that? 2014. Yeah. Like, that's very far gone. ASAP, you're right. He does have his hand in a lot, and I think to be honest like his looks give him mm-hmm. a lot of a lot more uh leeway into fashion uh and i think he's not taken as seriously as an artist as he should be because he uh does a bit more of like a trap sound but this album is just an example to me where the uh conceptual sound worked however i've i've been a big fan of of rocky i think he's a lot better than ASAP Ferg. I I don't really put them even on the same yeah. The ASAP Mob label mates. ASAP Mob is is like the Sex Pistols. Where <laughs> yeah, they're a group. But do you want to listen to the Sex Pistols? Not really. No. They're a- a- iconic as a group, and that's it. I wouldn't even say the ASAP Mob is iconic. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. ASAP Yams though. ASAP Yams. ASAP Yeah. R&D. There there are some iconic moments. I mean, even uh, ASAP Ferg's Trap Lord. Yeah. Iconic moments, for sure. What was the big one that had the Nikki remix?
1: Plain Jane. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. a great great track. Yeah. Number two. My number two was Daytona. We've already talked about that. I, I'll give you my rating on that. It was an eight out of ten. Trippie Red's a love letter to you three. See, that made... I told you like two days ago, I had to boil this list down from 24 albums to mm-hmm. 10. And... That was on, which one did you say?
0: A Love Letter to You 3. I had
1: that one on there, and then what was the other mixtape?
0: Um, um, it had How You Feel on it. Hang on. Yep. I'll pull it, it was his actual album. Out. No, they were both his actual album. Were they both? I thought Love Letter to You 3 was like a mixtape. No, Life's a Trip was the mixtape. Okay. Life's a Trip, that's what it was.
1: They were think. both on there, but I, I kind of cut them both Dude, out.
0: Man, maybe that would have honestly been. Those could be one, and those could be interchangeable for number two, but I will say A Love Letter to You 3 is just, it's so good. If Trippy so
1: Red good. stays out of trouble, I mean, he's a young artist. We've seen a lot of these young artists that have astronomically blown up and then had a terrible fall.
0: Have you heard, have you heard the 1400 999 freestyle with Juice WRLD? That's on the that album, right? Yeah. yeah I've listened to all that of them. That one. Topanga's on there, and that's Tupanga's one of the biggest, biggest singles. He was on who, Jimmy, not Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Kimmel? Maybe Jimmy Kimmel uh, performing that one live. He's he's blowing up, and I can't wait to see what his twenty nineteen looks like. Like you said, if he stays out of trouble, he's got a damn good future. And he have. hasn't really gotten into any trouble. No. I'm just
1: I'm I'm basing that based off of his he, age and the people exposed, that he was relevant with.
0: He was his label mates with Takashi Six Nine. Let's be clear, but he's the one who exposed Takashi Six Nine's uh, past with the uh, underage girl.
1: Yep, and that really could have been the beginning of that kid's it, fall.
0: Yeah, it really could have. However, he was. He used his marketing. He hooked and up a trade.
1: don't. Yeah, let's not say that in a bad way. No. What? And this isn't like the X thing where it's it's kind of not a hundred percent proved. No, no, it's proved. What? Yeah. What Six Nine did with the underage girl in the music video that is proved. I mean, it's yeah. fact.
0: Yeah. She. He To be fair, he did not sexually assault her. He did not have sex with her. She was uh, used in a music video of some sorts, and he was dancing behind her, and she was performing fellatio uh-huh. on another dude. It's really messed up that he did that. Uh, But he bounced back from it relatively well, except for now that he has this other setback with the feds. Well, let's
1: look at history. Look at what Akon did on stage with that girl. Yeah. That's the almost, I don't want to say the same instance, but that is almost the same circumstances. It was
0: where he he used her in a a performance. It was, he was grinding on this girl, if you guys don't know. But like, we're talking about like borderline, like dry humping on stage. If you go back and see that. Uh, footage of Acon. Um, learn from history. Yeah, learn, learn. Just, just don't. If you're a, if listen, some advice for the for you face-headed artists out there. The girls sliding into your DMs are probably young. Mm-hmm. Just don't answer them, and just go find you a nice local girl. <laughs> find you one of those nice local girls that you went to high school with, <laughs> so you know her. Number age. one,
1: I, I knew our our number one would agree. Yeah. Um, and we, we've talked about this album before. We um, did
0: review this one. We did. It was a 10 for me. And I told you it was going to be on
1: my top. What, what's odd, though, when we talk about review, X reviews, mm-hmm. our most viewed review was actually 17. Yeah, it was. And his most popular or successful album is Question Mark, Mark. which is, was, I thought was kind of odd. Yeah.
0: There's some YouTube algorithm going on there for sure. But um, yeah. It, fantastic album. Incredible. I love. I I can always put on this album. I've I have not stopped playing it since it came out back in March. Uh Sad is his biggest song of mm-hmm. his of his short-lived career. Uh I still I feel like I I miss him more and more every day, you know. I didn't think I would get attached to an artist and I have lost artists in the past and uh, to be fair, I I knew Mac Miller. I know I didn't know him personally. But I knew him longer as an artist, but the connection that I formed with X's music in such a short amount of time uh, really made his death a lot harder to for me. I think probably right. one of the hardest deaths. And this, s- I mean, yeah. I,
1: this may be a biased opinion because I like X more than I liked Mac Miller and more than I liked Peep. Yeah. But the circumstances of Peep's death and the circumstances of Mac's death. I don't want to say are totally self inflicted because obviously no. they they were dealing with demons just like X was dealing with demons, but you can listen to Peep's music and Mac's music and hear about their death and you would say like, damn, that makes sense. Listen to what these people were going through. Not to say that X wasn't going through stuff, and Not, a lot of the but stuff you
0: get robbed, dude. Like right, this getting was robbed.
1: That was tragic how that ended. The way Peep and Mac they died in their
0: sleep. Yeah. If I could give those dudes the 50000 like if I could go back in time and hand them a sack and be like, leave this dude alive, I would do it. Like that's, how, and I think about that sometimes, like time traveling to go save uh, <laughs> artists. You watch lives. too much Rick and Morty. I watch a lot of just everything. I watch too many freaking conspiracy theory
1: videos. I mean, it's just a, and it, it's sad because. Those kids that robbed him really thought that that money was worth what they did, and now the three of them are going to most likely spend their life four. behind ba- four. One of them, well, the one driver, yeah. So he'll he'll He's end up just getting as out. responsible. Yes, but he'll end up getting out. I mean, less this is the justice system,
0: they deserve to die.
1: But the other jail. three will most likely spend their life in prison. They all deserve over to die in a jail. share of fifty thousand
0: dollars. They deserve to die in jail. To be honest, and and I don't wish death on people, but. For them to take somebody so young for such a minuscule amount of money when all things considered, I mean, I don't make that in a year, but I still feel like it's such a minuscule amount of money relative to the impact that X had at such a young age. I mean, any life. Any life, of course, yeah. No, not, yeah, just any life in general. Nobody should be killed, period. But. And we don't
1: want this to be a misconception where we're saying the. Negativity that surrounded X the circumstances the things that he may or may not have done we're not excusing that at all
0: if we're if we're being honest here Tup- uh, Tupac went to jail for sexual assault mm-hmm. so and yet he's still revered
1: yep so Dr. Dre beat a woman half to death after a NWA show
0: and still revered and you've got Mike Tyson mm-hmm. who went to jail still revered people can can do messed up things and still be revered for for what they've done pretty much. And for everything that X had to offer as an artist, he wasn't finished. And there was a lot of room for growth. And that's, that's, the, that's the thing that hurts the most about people like like Biggie dying, like Tupac dying, like X dying, like Peep dying, is lost potential. And again, not everybody's perfect. Some people's sins and what they do in this world are a lot worse than others. And his just he just so happened to be a very disturbed person. And I still, regardless of all of that, I will play 17. I will play question mark. I'll play the For a long long long. The members long only, time. and even though and that's a only.
1: Let's look at it this way. How different is the stuff that X said if if you take away the controversy outside of music?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The stuff that Tyler talked about early in his stuff is just as disturbing as Ty- the Tyler stuff that Tyler did
0: it Tyler did it in a more animated way right. where it was borderline not believable. When you listen to X's uh, "Look at Me," I remember when I remember when I played you that song, and we talked about it on here because we did our our hidden hits, and I said this dude is a borderline demon because mm-hmm. of just how, you know, abrasive that song is. And and you know when you get to know X, when you see what kind of other music he's made since then, you can tell that it was kind of in that same vein where it was a little bit animated, but it still was a mess up enough to where it was kind of believable, especially with his past. Uh, Tre- Tyler was really over-exaggerating. He had you know, his therapist talking to him and all that stuff. Right, but you still always
1: have the responsibility did get of... get banned from Australia. Yeah, you have, the, you have the responsibility of you don't know who is listening to your art or who is sure. viewing your art. So you always have that responsibility to the listener to not lead them in a way that they shouldn't go. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to discredit any movements going on outside of music, but I'm a believer of innocent till proven guilty. That's the way our... Justice system has worked, and there was no definitive proof on any of this,
0: except for.
1: Did you hear about
0: the U tape that? Leaked? Yes, I heard it, but I heard it too, and I, I might be in denial. That's a just, little
1: bit of it, but you have to think. Look at where he came from, the area he was raised in. He admitted He's bragging.
0: to. He admitted to beating her. Right. Can that's a. That, that is a
1: brag. Yeah. then. And and a lot of the people that argued he didn't do it when he said, I fucked her up. People are saying well, obviously the kid was smart he had a way with words, he could have been saying that sexually sexually, or he could have been abusing her her more mentally than physically and I think that is I'm not saying that's
0: less bad Any form of abuse is wrong and like I said I, I think I think after that footage came out I think he did he did do it, but again, like I said, okay, he did do it. Tupac went to jail for it. Mike Tyson went to jail for raping a woman, and they're still revered in their own separate ways. So, X can still be revered regardless of what he had done to that woman, and the fact that they have a child, they had a child coming together. There was some, there There had to be some form of reconciliation. There had to be something where they were trying to work things out. Right. Uh, I, think, I think certain people are just coming to this world, and they're they have different challenges. And let's look play. at age. Yeah.
1: Obviously, if, if, you, if it comes out that Kanye beat up uh, Kim, that's, that's huge. Yeah. The man's an adult. Right. The stuff that he was bragging about, the stuff that he bragged about in prison, he was a teenager. Mm-hmm. I would not want the things I said in high school brought up. If, I, <laughs> if, say, this podcast blows up and we're the next Anthony Fantano or Adam 22, I would not want the tweets that I tweeted – in high school to be made public.
0: I think about that stuff all the time, so I've have I have three different social media accounts. Good luck, good luck finding the incriminating stuff. By the way, like a, I'm so, prepared for this shit to blow up. Not if, it's when, Jake. Yeah, I mean, look at look at age. That's that's a huge. Thing. He was not, he was 20 years old when he died. If even from I'm 23, we're both 23. The the amount of growth that we've had. I mean, come on, dude. Like we're. I'm practically an adult now you're practically an adult now the amount of growth that you have in three years that he never got to experience on top of him coming from a very poor background so that stifles your growth in in other ways on top of being incarcerated that stifles your growth in other ways there's so many disadvantages that he had that he just never got to live a regular life and then he blows up and then he dies so Mm -hmm. it was really just short lived and tragic but back to the album it's an it's a beautiful album. It's a beautiful listen. I don't really think there's any skips on there except Matt for it's two. Maddox. Okay. Well, uh, for you, I'm not, I'm not like, saying Ooh. that it's a bad song. Yeah, but it, it does not fit the theme of the album. It movie, is a skip. And the then, uh, the what's the one that he did with. Uh, what's his name? That rapper. That um, it down. Um, I can't. Hang on. I can't, I'm blanking, guys. I'm sorry. I'll go the the
1: tracks that really hit the highest for me. Moonlight, obviously, was huge. Sad was huge. Mm-hmm. Numb was really good. That that could have been a, like, punk rock song. That's like a And even on song. Skins, there was one that was like, damn, this could be a, an early 2000s rock song. Infinity, 888 with Joey Badass, okay. phenomenal song.
0: P&B Rock, Smash. Okay, I, I don't like, like that, that one, one, but it didn't fit the album. That one... Um... Even I don't speak Spanish, lol. A little I bit. I like that. I like it, but it doesn't. We're talking about songs that just don't fit the theme of the album, and that one doesn't really fit. And you know, a lot of people
1: said, "Okay, he's doing that because obviously the Bad Bunny record, huge. Maybe so, the but cardi if Drake can
0: do it, he can do it."
1: But let's also look at where he's from, mm-hmm. Miami, yeah. Dade County, Broward County. That is a huge Hispanic population, mm-hmm. and Actually. that is a huge. And he he did have Hispanic roots in his family, I mm-hmm. believe. His middle name was, was Ricardo, wasn't mm-hmm.
0: it? I don't know if it was Ricardo. I yeah, I thought know. it was Dwayne. I don't
1: know. I, regardless, he, he had have influence Latin in Latin family.
0: community. Yeah, he does have Latin family. Uh, yeah, he's It's a great album. It's definitely album of the year for me, despite his death, because you can go back and you can literally hear me say, this is album of the year, far before his death. Most definitely. It's just perfect to me. That's a 10.
1: This, I I mean, rest in peace to the... the, I mean, obviously there were more than X, Peep. and Rest in
0: peace to Stan Lee. Rest in peace to Mac Miller. Rest in peace to X. Rest in peace to Peep. Rest in peace to everybody that we lost this year. This has been a very sad year, uh, but a very uh, creatively amazing year. And for me, personally, a very fruitful year just for my personal life as well. But I'm... You know, I'm happy with the albums that came out. Also, shout out to Stokely, uh, Ski Mask album that dropped recently. That was a good album. Yeah. A lot better than uh
1: Book of Eli. I was a little disappointed to not see an X feature with his as polarizing just as their relationship was, yeah. As polarizing as their relationship was, you can tell that Ski honestly cared about
0: X. Oh yeah, he was crying. Which we
1: crying. Th- there is going to be a members only mixtape coming out, and I honestly hope that the violent content is kind of played down, because that's not th- right now these these next this next year what his le- record label does the last year that he was alive that's what people are going to remember him for.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure. I, well, and mean, I don't think I it's going to help. Seventeen will will be the definitive X album.
1: I don't think that a violent members only mixtape is going to do well for it, those labels.
0: No, it won't. Um, but if you guys, we were talking about the music video, uh, on the La La music video, towards the end of the music video is, is I don't know if it was X, but or if it was just a stunt double, but he's standing in front of the car, Ski Mask is driving, and I think that was his own little ode to X. So.
1: And I think we'll definitely hear something, there will be a Ski Mask X feature in the future.
0: Yeah, for sure, I think there will be a couple. But that's it, dude.
1: So look forward to next year, um, new location, um, we're gonna be trying to get stuff on iTunes so the platform will be a little more reachable to more people.
0: So you guys can play it in the background because I think that's the biggest complaint people have had because the only way you can play YouTube videos in the background is with uh, YouTube Red and most people don't wanna pay for YouTube, nope.
1: period. So, you know,
0: shout out, shout out I to everybody. I
1: remember when YouTube had no ads.
0: Yeah, I remember, uh, yep, not anymore. Do you I'm remember sure. when there were
1: other sites like YouTube that wasn't YouTube, like there were like other options? Yeah. Now there's not.
0: I mean, you got. Yeah. No, there really isn't. It's just dominated by YouTube. But you know, we'll work with it. Shout out to them. Thank you guys for listening. Sorry, it's been so long. Life gets busy. But I hope you guys had an amazing year. Um, before we go, do you want to say your hidden hit? Do you have one? Um. Let's look at.
1: The, let's look at the recently added. Um, hmm. This is kind of funny, actually. Well, here's one. Damo Genesis put out a record I called Facade that. Records. It was good. Was it? He has a good. He has a distinct flow and delivery. Yeah. Um, an infectious voice. Ice Cube's album "Everything's Corrupt" was so funny. He has a song called "Arrest the President." It's amazing. <laughs> it is amazing.
0: Arrest the president. Yeah,
1: and it, it's kind of it, like you can hear a lot of like old Ice Cube, but over some like more modern beats. I'm yeah. not saying if it would ever make an album of the year list but I liked it.
0: I think it was, was it this one? Hang on, I just need to hear a snippet of it.
1: Uh, You can play like 10 seconds without us getting like a a cease and desist.
0: It wasn't that one. I'm trying to figure out, there was a song on Trippy Red's A Love Letter To You Three that I really liked. Um, Oh, Campfire Tale, amazing, just melodic, melodic track. It's just trippy, kind of vibing a little bit. Uh, I know I was getting on Mac for his singing voice. Trippy's isn't that great, but he works with it and just kind of. And he has a raw sound. Yeah, it's raw. Campfire Tales is the the raw song on there to me, and I I play it at night and drive really slow and just think about my access to that on, song.
1: On a more serious hidden hit, it's not really so much of a hidden hit. It's gotten a lot of talk. Uh-huh. Train food on Skins. Yes. Yeah. That song messed me up the first time I heard it.
0: That oh, that ending. Time's finally up. Yep. That was an Eminem ending, by
1: the way. I think yes. he really
0: pulled from Eminem for that song in a good way. And that kind
1: of leads to the prophecy of him talking about how he told people that he didn't think he was gonna be around yeah, he for said much longer. All the time. He said and the fact true. that he would record something like this before a tr- a death as tragic and as sudden as his I don't want to say use the word amazing because it has a good connotation. No, it was prophetic. Yeah, it was prophetic. It, I, I had goosebumps. I definitely did not like the way I felt the first time I heard, heard it. It fucked me up.
0: That whole album, kind of. Uh, if th- another song off that album that I liked, even though it didn't, it sounded a bit. It it was really just kind of unfinished, but um, whoa, mind yeah. and all. I love I love his voice. I love X's voice. X has a genuinely good singing voice. But that's it, guys. I hope you guys have a great year. Have a happy Tune in evening. for next year. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Happy whatever religion you guys follow. I think, I think follow. it's happy holidays. Happy it's holidays. Pretty universal sure, Happy now. holidays. Happy holidays. God bless. We love you. Bye. God bless? Yeah. Allah okay. bless. Okay. <laughs>